Hey, Haley. Yeah, Alyssa? Are you ready to change the narrative around women's sports? Let's do it. You are listening to Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski, and this is the Iron Women Podcast, a production from Live Feisty Media. Haley and Alyssa are longtime professional triathletes and coaches. Between them, they have completed more than 50 iron distance races and just as many 70.3s. Their accomplished careers include nine professional wins and one fastest known time. Haley, do I have to tell the listeners how many of those wins are mine? Nah, we'll keep that between us. The Iron Women podcast has a Patreon community which helps support our podcast. If you love the podcast, check us out at patreon.com forward slash livefeisty. And don't forget to tell a friend. Now, let's get to the show. Iron Women is proud to be supported by Form Goggles in 2020. Form Goggles are the only swim goggles with a smart display that delivers metrics like split times, distance, pace, and more. And it's built right into the goggle lens. You can also analyze your metrics outside of the pool with the Form Swim app, because what triathlete doesn't love data? Head to formswim.com to learn more about the Form Swim Goggles and pick up the missing link to your swim bag. Haley, it only took a global pandemic for me to realize how much I truly appreciated swimming and to make open water swimming something I am actually eager to do. Then you'll be super excited for our new 2020 partnership with Orca Wetsuits. Alyssa, you and our listeners can get 15% off at orca.com with the code IRONWOMEN15. This is meant to be. My first wetsuit I raced in was an Orca wetsuit, actually, so I already know I like them. I've been trying out their swim run wetsuit. Soon I'll have no excuse not to race one of those events. Thanks to Orca for getting us set up to tackle all the open water swim action. Don't forget, that's code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Hi Haley, how's it going? Alyssa, it is cold in Bozeman right now. I am like looking outside, it is raining. It was like sleeting earlier. Like, so it was like kind of snowing, but it wasn't sticking. And I know that this is kind of old news because if anyone follows Twitter, Instagram, it's like the entire Colorado Rocky Mountain region. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the Boulder bubble has oh, been exploding like Canada. with screenshots of their weather app this week, I have to say. <laughs> right. It's like just because it was like 97 degrees. We were having like record highs two days ago, 97 Fahrenheit. And then today, tonight, I think our low is supposed to be like 24 Fahrenheit, which is possibly going to like kill all my flowers, which I'm a little sad about. I might try like putting some like sheets over them yeah. and maybe like salvage yeah. them. But I know this is not like this is like the whole Rocky Mountain, like what, whatever, Rocky Mountain West, um, Mountain West range, the whole mountain time zone, because Lindsay Glassford, our show editor and um, producer, she lives north of here in Canada. And I think she's in very, very similar conditions, too. So it is like all the way up and down. Everyone is dealing with this kind of crazy weather, but kind of a good thing because there's a lot of forest fires out there. There's one burning fairly close to me here in Bozeman that is too too bad because it's 
basically the mountain range that I ran in for my birthday. And um, so I think that the cold weather, the precipitation is a sweet relief for, for those firefighters and for the people who live up there and the animals. Well, we are not getting that kind of temperature swings on the East Coast, but we are starting to feel some remnants of fall weather, which is really nice, Haley. Like, just the, yeah, that as you can start to feel like some of the nights in the mornings feel like, you know, when it feels like Halloween outside, do you ever get that feeling? And it's like, that's what it reminds me of more than anything, I think. And you're like, oh, I feel like there should be like kids out trick-or-treating. So I'm getting glimpses of that now, which is nice because um, I've just been continuing to recover, but I have started running a little bit, Haley, and um, it's been interesting. So I actually went for a trail run with Matt last weekend. And it started with like a little climb. We were just on the Appalachian Trail and um, I was running up and I like felt great. I was like, oh, this is like amazing. I'm like feeling so good running uphill. He's like, yeah, you're actually like sprinting up this hill. This is like not cool. And then we got to, we got like three miles out and I was just turning around and then I had to do more of the downhill portion. And Haley, it was like, I had never run downhill before. I was like, Bambi on ice like my legs just like didn't work yet properly going downhill so I think whatever I did in the Adirondacks put a huge strength deposit into my legs for the climbing situation but like I definitely need to focus a little bit more on some stretching and like probably foam rolling and all the things that I'm always nagging my athletes about doing all the time is like I need to yeah really focus on that to get my stride lengthened again and to be I mean literally I had to like stop and like walk on some of the downhills because my legs wouldn't work it was wild so I don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm feeling good to be moving again, which is cool. I just need to, I feel like I'm relearning to run. So it wasn't the technical aspect. It was like the pounding, the like eccentric force, like your quads, just like when you're, tr- it's like the day after an Ironman, when you try to go downstairs or day yeah, after and a it marathon. Exactly. But it, it wasn't like the acute pain like that, but it was just like, they just didn't feel good. And I was like, I don't like this like feeling right now. <laughs> And like, since I don't have to be running, you know, I'm on a, like a little bit of a break to just kind of do what I, you know, I feel like doing. And as long as I'm moving and things like that. So, um, I was like, well, I'm not forcing it for sure. And yeah, but it was, it was pretty crazy. I think it, yeah, it took me a while to get back down the mountain. <laughs> so maybe I was thinking, I was like, maybe these like superhuman climbing strengths, maybe I should be going for like queen of the mountain on Jarman's or something like pick some, <sighs> like while I have like this massive deposit in my legs, you know? Also, I feel like this time of year, like you say about the Halloween in the air, you can probably find a cooler, lower humidity day. I think that that could really like make a huge difference because that's true. It's from the sounds of it, the last couple of times you went up Jarman's were not ideal like conditions. And so if you get like a low humidity, slightly, you know, maybe in the 60s Fahrenheit day, maybe got a little lucky and it's a little cooler, just like hammer one, like get someone to like, maybe get someone to like, go up and meet me you there the and give you a yeah. ride down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm really considering it, which is good. I like, I'm excited that I still have some competitive juices firing and I'm not just like not feeling like competing yet because I mean, yeah, the rule for me after things like that is just kind of like, I'll do what I want to do when it feels right. And so I am excited that, um, I feel like getting back into something, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but I feel, I feel good. And, you know, my mentally I've come around too. So I'm excited about that, but, um, we'll see. I'll keep you, I'll keep you all posted. Don't worry on if I end up like running up a mountain and getting stuck. So yeah. You sound, you sound good. You sound brighter. I can, I feel like, and like, I mean, not that you didn't sound brighter before, but you sound rested. You sound more rested than the last couple weeks I've talked to you, which is good. That sounds like recovery is going well. And, oh, I saw you got a special package in the mail because I saw you were posting pictures on your Instagram stories. 
Haley, I did. So my mock G gooders arrived and I got the black version and the teal version. That's what they're called, right? The mock G. Did I say that? Yes. The <laughs> mock G. They're like the, the aviator okay, yes. style. They're like, these yes. are the new aviator style sunglasses from gooder sunglasses. They just came out. And so you got two pairs. What do you think? So I went with like a chic black because I like to just have black things. I do wear a lot of like just plain black all the time because it matches and I don't have to think about things and I like I like black. So I got black to match the rest of that. Then I also got teal um, and I like that as a good pop of color. I've gotten, yeah, I like, I'm, I've been wearing them everywhere. So I like them. What about you? Which ones did you pick? I went with a similar strategy, like I, I actually, well, what I did was I posted them. I posted pictures of myself doing the virtual try on that you can just do on their website on my Instagram page. And I was really shocked because everyone said the red one looks, looked the best. And I did not, I was like, really? And, and those are called, <laughs> we should say, I just looked up the actual name. So, so the black ones you got were operation blackout. Very appropriate. The teal ones, I think you got were Kitty Hawker's Ray blockers. <laughs> That's cute. Um, okay. And then the red ones, I they're red. They're Captain Blunt's red eye. Those ones I was wearing the other day on the street when I was walking cowboy. And I think I was wearing like a hot pink shirt. And someone was, they, they almost look up maybe a little pink when you're wearing pink, I guess, maybe. And um, this like random two guys sitting on a curb were like, love your sunglasses. We love how you match. So, you know, like... I, usually the only compliments I get while walking cowboy are on cowboy. So this was a step up. I got a compliment on my sunglasses. So thank you, Gooder. The other pair I did, I, like I said, I went, took the same status strategy. The Captain Blunt's red eye were my, my fun pair. And then the, um, the, the like more traditional pair. I got the Amelia Earhart ghosted me, the like tortoise shell colored ones, which, um, are good if I guess I'm like fancy, but the red ones are pretty fancy too. I've run in them. I've run it, ran in the red ones and they are like, you get a little bit more coverage, I guess, than the traditional good, gooder shape. Cause there's like, they're a little bit bigger and I feel like they're a little bit lighter too. I don't know. I, I don't know if they put like, if these are like shoes where it's like this oh, yeah. one's three ounce, three ounces versus 2.5 ounces. But, um, <laughs> anyway, they were, they were fun. If nothing else, it got me out the door for my run. And I was like, woohoo, new sunglasses makes it fun. So definitely encourage our listeners to gooder.com forward slash feisty. Is that right? I think that's right. I think that's, I think that's right. And, yeah. um, and that will get, you can, uh, gives us a little bit of a, a credit for you getting to their site through, uh, through us and then go check those out. Try the virtual try on They're quite, it's really fun. And if it's, if it's kind of thing you need to kind of get you through this, like summer to fall, you know, whatever you call it, shoulder season, I feel like fresh sunglasses could be the thing that do the trick. I agree. And another thing that could freshen up your podcast routine is that the episodes one and two of the new Live Feisty Unfazed podcast has dropped. So you can listen to that on the Live Feisty website. You can download it from your podcast app. You, Kaylee, what other, what other places can we go to find that? Unfazedpodcast.com. I think it has its own website. It's U-N-P-H-A-S-E-D podcast.com that podcast is hosted by dr shauna payne gold and dr lisa ingerfield Alyssa, did you catch their live event last week they did they did a live zoom taping i guess recording for their very first episode uh i did i did tune in for that did you tune in what did you think 
I did. It was cool. It was, it made me think like, I enjoyed watching them record it. So I was like, oh, this is like a new aspect. It felt like I was, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to expect, I guess. And I really enjoyed it. Alyssa, do you think that we should start doing a live podcast? We, do you think people would enjoy that? Do you think that you would enjoy knowing that people could actually see you while doing this? Would we have to show up wearing our good or sunglasses? Like would we have to coordinate our outfits? Is that a plus or is that a minus? I mean, it felt more engaging for the conversation, but I don't know if their like topics are more suited for watching and being a part of it, right? Mm, Whereas for us, it's like point. we may have might have just come in from training and we're like, you know, talking to our peers about like the, how their training and racing is going, right? So I don't know if you need to be seeing us and all of that, but I think that for Unfazed, it's great to like feel engaged and feel like a part of the conversation while you're like seeing them, yeah, record. I liked it. I really enjoyed their their first episode. I'm looking forward to their second episode. I think that they're going to cover a lot of really, really great topics. And both of them, both Lisa Ingerfield and Dr. Shan, Dr. Lisa Ingerfield and Dr. Shauna Payne Gold are great resources, like very trusted resources that I've you know been able to learn from for the past couple of years. So I feel very, very lucky that we get to get their their knowledge shared in such a available format. So definitely everyone who hasn't listened, check out Unfazed Podcast in whatever your podcast app of choice for those upcoming episodes. And and maybe if you do want to hear Alyssa or see Alyssa and I, uh, right into our mailbag, let us know. Maybe we could do one. If there was like a, I don't know, maybe we do a contest and we let a couple people come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Give us ideas. Our mailbag is ironwomenpodcast at gmail.com. We're always open to suggestions on what you would like to hear or see. And Haley, speaking of me running up Jarman's, which is just about three miles, maybe I actually have a good excuse to actually do this because I heard this week that there's a very special virtual 5k happening that maybe I can make this happen. Oh, I think you listened to my mini episode that came out this Monday. I did talk to the, uh, two of the co-founders of the international association of black triathletes, student athletes, their like program or their junior athlete program, Haley and BJ Simons. And that student that that IABT student athlete leadership hybrid program that they just participated in this summer is culminating with a virtual 5k they're using as a fundraiser for their community give back event. So I signed up, you can go to the IABT.com to sign up. Anyone, anyone in the whole world is allowed to sign up. It's only $25. It's a great cause. Definitely listen to them. Listen to Haley and BJ's hey, yeah, interview. Haley, tell everyone, so do you good. know, do you know how old Haley and BJ are? Haley's 14 and BJ is 12. So and this is like, yeah, it was, yeah, I think they're gems. So everyone needs to go listen to find out some more about the whole project. But um, I think, yeah, was that like, how does that rank on your enjoyment factor? Like, should we start mixing, should we be interviewing teens more? Um, well, I think that one, if, if someone writes into our mailbag and says that they would love to us to videotape our, um, our, our episodes or our interviews, we should have Haley and BJ come back because they were so good on camera and so good in the interview. And, and then maybe people won't be, they'll be distracted about our, uh, our gaffes and <laughs> what, that we just came in off of a bike. Cause they were like so poised. And I, Obviously, the student athlete hybrid program is working. Their leadership program—it's like 
they these skills that they're practicing are working and so it was cool to get to see those everything they've been training for all summer in both triathlon and leadership skills culminate like it's it's really cool to see it come to practice so um no it ranked pretty high I, if all teenagers gave interviews like Haley and BJ I would inter- we could do a teenage podcast for sure I wonder if there are teenage podcasts I bet there are right I think they're all on TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe they're doing podcasts, too. Actually, no, I did know. Um, There was an under 20. There is under 23 podcast, Aiden Landrum. I know that uh, he, yeah. for under 23 triathlon um, podcast. Right. I'm not sure if he's still doing that, but I did uh, I did subscribe to that when I listened to it when he was doing that. So there are so definitely some teenage podcasts out there. Maybe we should get Aiden to come on if he's still doing his uh, uh, his podcast. Because I, I certainly don't follow the under 23 racing scene as closely as I possibly should, but lots of stuff happening there. And the, the youth, man, they're the future. And they may, when I, when I get to see people like Haley and BJ, it makes me excited about the future. Okay. Well, on the Iron Women podcast this week, we do have a guest coming on <laughs> as well. Um, cause you know, we, this is a podcast and that's what we do. So Haley, why don't you tell us about who we have this week? Alyssa, this week we talked to Anna Eberhardt, and Anna is a Swiss-Hungarian professional triathlete. She's currently living in Zurich, Switzerland, but she actually spent the last three years living and training in Singapore. So she's won Ironman 70.3 Vietnam. I think she won that in 2017. She has several other 70.3 podium finishes. She's competed at the World Championships. So we talked to Anna about what it was like to live and race all around Asia, and we also wanted to ask her about Challenge Davos. This is a race that happened just a couple weeks ago. It was kind of the return to racing of the pandemic. Davos is in Switzerland. It had a really tough course and people were really excited about it and things didn't go to plan and it was not at all even pandemic related. So we'll have that full story from Anna and the rest of the conversation right after the break. Triathlon is certainly hard on your skin without a doubt. That was Teresa Helsel, dermatologist PA and accomplished triathlete. Earlier this year, Teresa came on the podcast to offer skincare advice specific to triathletes. Teresa's two biggest tips were to avoid sunburn and chafing. And luckily, Iron Women podcast listeners get 15% off all Zelio skincare products, including Sun Barrier SPF 45 zinc-based sunscreen and Betwixt Athletic Skin Lubricant and Chamois Cream. Use the code IRONWOMEN at teamzelios.com for 15% off and use Zelios products to protect your skin during all your swim, bike, run fun. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the Iron Women podcast. Hello. Hi, Hedy. We're talking to you just after a weekend that was very, very eagerly anticipated. It was supposed to be the return of professional racing at Challenge Davos in Switzerland this past weekend. But we are unfortunately not talking to you after this uh, incredible race because, spoiler alert, the race didn't actually, it wasn't completed. It started, but then it was was canceled mid-race. So can you tell us what happened in Davos? Well, let's say just to start the beginning, of course, we were all so excited that the um, we can race after a huge break here in Europe, and uh, it uh, accordingly there was many people actually over there prepared and was uh, yeah really excited. And then 
already we, we saw the water forecast wasn't very that good. <laughs> so everyone was kind of speculate, oh, what's what's gonna happen and and well it's you know it's it's Europe but it's in the mountains in the Alps in Switzerland it's, and it's really unexpected what can happen and um, uh, a big thank you again for the organization and move me guys and challenge Davos guys uh, with Sven Riederer leading the team and uh, they made everything uh, possible of course to to start the race and uh, they even had like uh, different scenarios uh, for us, like a duathlon or a shortened course. But honestly, the water was the, the, the smallest issue. It was so cold, but the water temperature was the, the warmest <laughs> on the day. So it was actually uh, quite nice at the beginning of the race. So the, the swim. So we just swam, let's say, the pro men and the pro women field could start the swim and uh, during the swim the huge lightning and the thunderstorm came in uh, came over the, the the mountain actually that we supposed to ride so anyway that was no way to continue very unfortunately yeah and so i mean were you in the water thinking okay we started this is going to happen like game on type of thing or were you swimming looking at lightning and thunder and like how do I get myself out of this oh. type of thing <laughs> oh no no I didn't notice of course I was busy with swimming <laughs> uh, of course I I realized it was a bit of a bit more choppy <laughs> as as we started but uh, I was swimming and so focused and uh, was already thinking on the oh, okay how I'm gonna push off the bike and I was yeah I was really looking forward to the bike part it was a very special course and so and then <laughs> came out of the water and just all of a sudden yeah the, the organizers were there and then stopping us and oh, we cannot continue so uh, of course everyone was very disappointed. This isn't something that happens frequently in races, or it's not something that's ever happened to me where they start the pros. The men, I think, even started the bike, got a few kilometers into the bike. Yeah. And so what was, you know, what was the overall atmosphere of the pros and the age groupers? I don't think the age groupers even got to start, but what was the overall atmosphere oh. of when they called it off? Was it, were people respectful or was everyone just like running for cover? Yeah, well, at that point, was was very rainy and then uh, uh, I think everyone just yeah kept going and tried to get home and back to the hotel and stuff like that so but uh, as I saw let's say most of the athletes were uh, uh, understanding the situation and then it was of course all right everyone and I'm quite happy then actually didn't happen anything worse so like someone injured or something like that. So it's, so that's it, best case. And what about you personally and how you handled the cancellation? What was it like mentally to face that? And then what did the rest of your day look like? Did you just go back and relax? It was such bad weather. You just kind of couldn't do anything else. Or did you eventually go for a, a workout or anything? How did it go for you? <laughs> uh, yes, of course, as I said, uh, I was also disappointed and we, we couldn't uh, continue and uh, race. Uh, as I said, 
after a long time, a long break, but uh, totally understand and it was totally the right call from the organization. Of course, you cannot deal with the, this kind of weather and the, in the mountains and it's, it's just, yeah, not out, out of our control. Yes, so you can't control. Uh, yeah, we went back and just had a lunch or late breakfast <laughs> again and just a bit relaxed and then actually we went for a for a run yeah just an easy run so it was announced shortly before the race that the pto the professional triathlete organization would be boosting the prize money opportunities with a unique bonus structure so their plan was to use the pto world rankings algorithm and then they would use an additional their additional money that for the top 20 athletes. So they use this algorithm. They predicted about a 30 minute time difference between the men's and women's times on this course. So they were planning to deduct 30 minutes from each woman's net time. And then the athletes would be ranked and paid accordingly. So the top 20 finishers would be paid a little bonus. So what did you think about this additional component going into the race? Did you have any idea where you might end up with any sort of equalizer? Did it change your motivation at all? <laughs> well, as I read, read it this one first, as we got it per email from the organization, honestly, I did not really got <laughs> first what's happening so it was a little bit too complicated to, to explain with this top train top 20 ranking and uh, let's say if you are uh, overthinking it twice then you realize okay then it actually might not be actually my issue <laughs> anyway so I, I did not really care about um, well there was a huge field of women uh, sorry a man was like almost around 50 men on this course and like world-class athletes are a lot of them and same on the women field of course when normally honestly I, I'm not calculating how can I end up how are I gonna end up of course it's uh, especially this race it's a very unique one with this uh, uh, bike course riding on the up to Friele and down Sush and back <laughs> the same. So anyway, uh, no, I, I didn't really care about this uh, additional prize money at all. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it would be a little tough to even, I don't know, I kind of thought about it and I was like, I wonder if I'd go back to a race I had done and kind of looked at an algorithm and like subtracted the time and seen where I had at and end up but I guess ultimately it doesn't really matter like the best you can do you're still just racing in the field yeah. right so there's not too much you can do to really like boost yourself that way <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so Anna you managed to squeeze in one of the races in 2020 I believe that did happen Dubai 70.3 back in early February where you were ninth place and so what did it look like to get race ready for February and then kind of be in this pause, like, you know, intermediate period until August. So like, did you take a break after Dubai or have you kind of been maintaining fitness that's ready to be racing at any point? Well, honestly, uh, I spent the last three and a half years in Asia, based in Singapore. And then uh, actually it was kind of a normal 
to be race ready in January, February over there. It's a very different rhythm of uh, uh, racing season, let's say, all over the year. And uh, as I came out of this winter, actually was preparing for Ironman St. George uh, in May. So it, I was not ready yet. <laughs> let's say it was one of the first races in Dubai for me this year. And then the plan was actually, yeah, to go on and continue with 70.3 Oceanside and St. George uh, Ironman full distance. And then we, we said, okay, we will see. And we were planning to move back to Switzerland as we were living here before. So we came back because of COVID a bit earlier. All the US uh, traveling was cancelled, of course. So then... Uh, we didn't know first what's going to happen, of course. And I, uh, let's say I I used to train. It's like my lifestyle. So I was not really in a in a hurry or in stressed what's happening. I was training anyway. So um, I just continued my kind of rhythm as I used to it. And... We, we said, okay, we will see what's what's happening at all. And plan was to do uh, the duathlon world champs here in Switzerland, which was postponed as well. So then uh, the only one actually, which is really uh, supposed to happen was challenge that was on a longer distance and yeah. Anna, you're a Swiss-Hungarian athlete. How did you end up in Singapore? <laughs> because of my husband, <laughs> that was a special um, stay. We, because of his job, we moved there a couple of years ago. Yes. And what was it like to to train and live in Singapore as a professional triathlete? Well, it wasn't really easy at the beginning, of course, uh, because of the conditions as well. Uh, had to adapt a lot and after uh, many months actually was kind of happy with the adaptation and but still you you can't really expect the same uh, yeah same conditions as here in Europe so uh, it took me quite a long time to yeah realize and to settle then uh, to adapt my training and and all the races and but it was very special special times and uh, I'm really grateful and we had this opportunity and to see so many other Asian countries and was racing quite a lot still very intense period actually <laughs> uh, was it and yeah so it was about it was a nice time, but definitely it's a, it's a very different different atmosphere, very different uh, uh, from triathlon wise as well. And I believe that you were uh, training with the Z coaching squad in Singapore while you were there. And, you know, do you think having kind of a squad to meet for workouts and stuff made it a little bit better of a training spot for you, despite maybe not having great mountains to ride in and things like that? Do you think like the people kind of made it, it it better and maybe even almost comparable to when you were training in Zurich? Oh, yeah. Just wait a second. 
that uh, that coaching uh, with Jurgen Tsek, they based in Phuket in Thailand. So yeah, I was there frequently, <laughs> let's say, and uh, we ended up there end of last year because of my husband had a, a garden leave, so we could stay there for let's say five months at all together. So that was. Uh, huge yeah that was definitely really nice and that's a really nice squad it's a uh, normally imagine simon's uh, stays there too so it's really nice to train together with people they are so uh, ambitious and really uh, yeah it's a it's a great camp there and you can take care of uh, everything structure and it's it's going really well <clears throat> Sorry, it's going really, really good there. Anna, I'm really curious about how someone who comes from the mountains of Europe and it seems like lower population density, colder temperatures, adapts to training in Thailand and Singapore, where I'm just picturing really dense population, busy streets, and really warm temperatures. How did you handle just the climate change? Yeah, at uh, the beginning, it was very difficult to, yeah, honestly, sometimes you forget your Garmin at home, <laughs> so uh, you don't want to see uh, how slow you are or the same heart rate, for example. Uh, yeah, but uh, let's say after a half a year or something then the, the times are coming back and then it's it's, it's a nice nice to see how, how fit you can get after all again and let's say you should stay smart and uh, listen to the body a lot uh, a lot more and uh, yeah just replace those electrolytes and all those stuff and the smear um, sorry and train train smart it's it's a, a very uh, yeah a big uh, issue. So I I did a combination of fitness and the treadmill run and outside run and and of course a lot of indoor drives. Uh, try to maintain those thresholds. <laughs> Do you have maybe a favorite favorite trainer ride or anything you could share for our listeners, just kind of an overview of what it would be that maybe kind of simulated the mountain climbing that you were used to in Switzerland and in Europe, and then that you took with you to, you know, your, your indoor rides while you were training in Asia? You mean a set? Yeah, like your favorite kind of set maybe that helped you kind of keep the, the fitness for the mountain climbing that you had back ah, in Europe. Yeah, that was like uh eight times three minutes kind of push and spin uh with a lower cadence and it's a try to simulate to going up <laughs> uphill <laughs> with a two minute pre break between easy spin yes three minute hill repeats i could get behind that i love some low cadence hill repeats on the trainer anna when we talk about Asia. We always hear a lot about the Asian triathlon community and how they embrace the multi-sport lifestyle. I've seen a little glimpse of that at some races that I've done in Asia. And so can you tell us about racing in Asia? What do you love most about it? 
Well, yes, that's amazing, amazing uh, community and uh, developing triathlon over there. So it was really nice to see even those couple of years as what we spent there, how much uh, developing and uh, they, they try to catch up on yeah everything and uh, the athletes are so uh, excited and and so 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 different like cultural culturally uh, you you can you can see the differences but uh, yeah I was was always so uh, exhausted after some of the race weekends as I returned back home. Uh, for instance, after the Philippines races, the, the people are so crazy about triathlon and it's, it's so nice to see. Uh, yeah, I was always so tired, but not because of the race, it's because of so many things happening around the race. <laughs> what about the food? I feel like one of the biggest differences between when I've raced in Europe to Asia is, is the food and like the culture behind that. So do you have one that you prefer more, whether it's, you know, back home, maybe in, in Europe or over in Asia? Yeah, well, the, the good thing, I think what we took over is uh, to eat a lot of vegetable. That's a really nice part. And, and it's actually quite healthy if you, uh, get rid of the the trash. <laughs> I mean, uh, some of some of the foods they eat in Asia, they eat a lot of a lot of vegetarian, a lot of uh, vegetable. Sorry, and uh, I did turn vegetarian as well during this uh, period, uh, but it was more more like because I didn't trust the meat quality anymore over there. So yeah. And so in a healthy, healthy issue. Uh, and yeah, we still eat uh, fried rice, <laughs> vegetable at home now, and uh, visiting Vietnamese restaurants frequently if we get home quite late and don't have time to cook anymore and stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> Anna, you have a master's of science degree in architecture, and you worked for seven years in a corporate environment in Zurich. We talk a lot on this podcast about pursuing triathlon dreams and how that can sometimes mean stepping away from the corporate lifestyle. What was it like working in architecture? And then also, what was it like shifting to professional triathlon? Oh, by the way, I do work as an architect again, <laughs> so it's uh, not the past anymore. Yeah, so it was only a breakaway as we were in Singapore. I wasn't working in the office, but uh, I do have the professional license since 2013, actually. But uh, besides, next, next to my work, I raced, let's say, all the time. And again, I did start to work as we came back to Switzerland. And it's, I really enjoy it. It's really nice to have a balance in uh, the body and the mind. And uh, yeah, I, I missed this, honestly. You actually missed the, the do, you, do you work in an office now or is everything remote? What is it like now? Sorry, what do you mean? Oh, just with the, the pandemic happening, are you in an office or is yes. everything over video calls? Yes, we did start to work in the office again 
so it's uh, chilled down a little bit the COVID situation and our office is let's say around 40-50 people and you can still do home office but it's, it's very possible to work in the office at the moment with a good uh, hygienic strategy. Anna, I've heard that architecture is is a profession that is mostly men. Is that the way it is in, in Europe as well? No, I would not say. <laughs> uh, our office is very mixed, uh, very international, and let's say also women and men. I think we are more women at the moment. As I did started back uh, six, seven years ago or more, <laughs> there was, was more men, yeah, definitely. But nowadays, it's it's no no issue at all, especially not here in Switzerland. And Anna, obviously, 2020 has been kind of a crazy year for us all. Have you had a chance to kind of reflect on what, you know, if it's taught you anything about how much you value sport when it has, you know, been on a break for a little bit or any other lessons that you've learned as a triathlete through this year? Uh, honestly, I, I never had... Uh, talk, talked about a lot, but if I if I talk if I think about uh, yeah sport sport uh, for me means a lot. So it uh, doesn't matter which kind of circumstances. Uh, I I love sport and lo- I love uh, to being outside and swim, bike, run. Uh, but uh, I was really sad to see how uh, some some people's lives changed. So I'm I'm quite fortunate. Let's say it didn't affect me a lot this kind of COVID pandemic. But uh, to see how many families or throw it apart or uh, you know financially or stuff like that. So I was I was quite sad about it. Well, Anna, we will let you go, but we hope you're recovering at least warm from your partial race in Davos over the weekend. Hopefully you've warmed up, gotten a hot shower, and you hopefully have, I I know there might be some other races happening in Europe uh, in the next couple of weeks. Do you have any race plans or is it just too soon to to tell? Uh, We are not sure yet if it's happening. If yes, (laughs) maybe we do a gravel bike race just here close by so we don't plan any big travel for sure but we will the gravel the gravel bike racing does seem to be popular this yes. year yes it's a lot of fun well thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your week and we hope that we do get to see you on a race start line and finish line sometime in the not too distant future <laughs> thank you guys bye bye the Iron Women podcast loves Gooder sunglasses. They're made in recklessly fun colors and come in styles that actually look good. My favorite is flamingos on a booze cruise. They have translucent pink frames and teal lenses that add a pop of color to all my workout clothes. Gooder sunglasses are no slip, no bounce, and polarized. I raced in a pair of Gooders at the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials earlier this year. Gooder is generously offering our listeners nothing, nothing at all. 
Fitter sunglasses start at only $25 a pair, so no discounts are needed when they're already the most affordable performance shades on the planet. Go to gooder.com forward slash feisty. That's G-O-O-D-R.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. Check out the Live Feisty curated collection or pick up your own favorites. Look good, run gooder. Alyssa, what do popsicles, jello, and slushies all have in common? Hmm, they all taste like summer? Yes, but also they can all be made with noon hydration sport tabs. I have to say, it seems like the perfect way to fully embrace summer while staying properly hydrated. Agreed. If you want to make your own noon popsicles, jello, or slushies, head to noonlife.com and use the code LIVEFEISTY. That's one word with a capital L and a capital F to get 30% off your order. Also check out Noon's new Podium series for pre-workout prime, during workout endurance, and post-workout recover products. That's code LIVEFEISTY at NoonLife.com for 30% off. And be sure to let us know about all your summertime tasty Noon Hydration creations. Haley, there was like some breaking news right after we hung up with Anna. We were texting because we got an email that said that the PTO was still going to pay basically the bonus money that they were giving to Challenge Davos. They were going to still um, pay out to the pros who were supposed to be racing. They were, you know, going to distribute that as well as distribute it to offset some age group fees for registration for 2021. So we missed having Anna on the call. We like weren't checking email while we were talking to her. So we didn't get to ask her you know, her thoughts on that particular development, unfortunately. Uh, well, we will ask the next person. I imagine they're was... like positive <laughs> thoughts though, right? Like if someone surprise emails you that you're getting some money, that's like, we can, we can assume her reaction was a good one to that. Right. I think that is a safe assumption because again, it, it what you, you, as pros, we spend money getting to these races in hopes that we can, break even or come out a little bit ahead with the prize money. So to have that swim happen, to not have access to even finish the race and compete for that prize money is a big blow because you still have all the expenses of getting there. So that's pretty cool that the PTO helps offset that for all the pros. I think they're splitting it among everyone. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, Anna's pretty happy about that. And then offsetting those age grouper fees is, is a quite a, a new move. I haven't seen that happen before. So it will be interesting. 2021 challenge Davos, maybe a little bit more financially friendly race to do. So if people want a, a fun race, that might be some challenging weather conditions, put Davos 2021 on your, on your calendar. You might get a little discount. All right, Haley. Well, as always, we want to thank all of our sponsors and our Patreon supporters. If you do want to join the community of people, um, for a monthly sign up, you, uh, give money at the certain level and you can join our community of people that really helps to, uh, support the content that we're doing our weekly podcast, all of the other podcasts. You now can get access to episodes one and two of unfazed. We're doing so many great things at live feisty and you can join all of us in that Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash live feisty. And if you don't want to do that, two other ideas are to tell people you're listening on your Instagram screenshot and share. That really helps. And then also leave us a rating or review and let us know what you think. I love the little iTunes reviews. Like I, I do go and read those sometimes. Do you ever read them or like see if we how many, I don't know. I like to see who we, who, how many people have rated us. I know <laughs> I do. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun to read. So, and we appreciate, yeah, we appreciate all of those, especially those like 
all five. It's five stars, right? Not four. Yeah, stars. the five yeah, stars. Yeah, we want the five. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we earned it. Hopefully we earned it. But Alyssa, keep recovering well, and I will chat with you next week. Bye, Haley. You have been listening to the Iron Women podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Live Feisty Media and is edited by Lindsay Glassford. Thank you to our sponsors, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Orca Sportswear, Gooder Sunglasses, as well as our Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all website links and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com. Mm-hmm.